Recorded live from the radio studios of WFAY and WMRV, Andrelonas Media presents Cumberland County's Smartest Hour of Talk Radio. Welcome back to another edition of The Carolina Cabinet. Good morning and welcome to the Carolina Cabinet. I'm your host, Peter Pappas, and this morning we'll discuss news around our bustling metro, the state of North Carolina, and this very great nation of ours. We'll play a little music and even interview the people dedicated to serving others. Our mission on the Cabinet is to show the common sense approach to politics, and we'll always come down on the right side of the issues. Today in the Cabinet, we have a full house, Pastor Joshua Goodman. Well, good morning, Fayetteville. And today we have the both beautiful and talented Christina Adoes. Freedom! <laughs> Special guest in studio with us today are candidates Justin Herbie for Fayetteville City Council District 5 and Mr. Larry Marshall, Fayetteville City, De- City Council District 2. We do appreciate you tuning in and spending time with us this morning. You're listening to us on Carolina Country, WFAY 100.1 and The River, WMRB 106.5. Just in case you missed an episode of our top-rated show. Top-rated. You can find the Carolina Cabinet on Google, Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcast broadcaster. And please don't forget to like, share, or follow us on your favorite social media outlet. You can just search for us at the Carolina Cabinet. Don't go far. We'll be right back with the Carolina Cabinet. Since 2012, Joshua Goodman has been the senior pastor at the Cliffdale Christian Center, a dynamic church and ministry located in West Fayetteville. Join our friend Pastor Goodman for a podcast or a live sermon in person at 6427 Cliffdale Road. Now for today's good news, here is Joshua Goodman. Well, good morning from the All-American City. This is Pastor Josh, and have I got some good news for you. In a time when so many want to unpack, talk about, discuss all the problems, circumstances, and situations, all the negative junk, I'm here to bring you some good news. Well, kind of some good news. Let me explain. Summer, friends, is winding down. Kids are going back to school. It's official, though the weather may deny it. Fall is upon us. Stores are putting up their fall decorations Listen, friends, I saw one store with Christmas decorations already. Coffee shops are offering their pumpkin spice lattes. And all I can say, friends, the older I get, the more things seem to speed up. How time flies. Your good news for today is this. Are you ready? Just breathe. Take a breath in. Now take a breath out. You are alive. And your life is worth living. Paul writes to the church at Ephesus, and he says this, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. We live in a time when there is great evil in the world. A time when good is called evil and evil is called good. Now, you might be asking yourself, saying, Pastor, I thought this was good news. Well, maybe not the best news today, but what this carries with it is great opportunity. That's what I want to show you today. Opportunity for you to live, for you to breathe, for you to make things better. Got a question. If not you, then who? And if not now, then when? Jesus said, let your light so shine before men that they might see your good works and glorify God. Friends, Today, I want to challenge you with those very same words. You have light in you. So get out there and shine. Shine brightly. Shine as bright as you can in this evil time. This challenging time, these difficult times, you have the power to make someone's day great. So get out there and do it. This is Pastor Josh, and that is your good news.
conservative talk radio in eastern North Carolina. You're listening to the Carolina Cabinet. This is the morning show your daddy wanted you to listen to. Well, everybody, good morning. This is Peter Poppas, your host of the Carolina Cabinet, here with Pastor Joshua Goodman. Good morning, and a big hear here for Bishop. And Christina Otto West returning. Yay, finally. I feel like a summer gone. (laughs) All summer gone, I know. So in studio today, we have two candidates running for city council, um, different districts, but we have Mr. Larry Marshall there at the end of the table. Mr. Larry Marshall, welcome. Welcome, welcome out, Larry. Thank you, thank you very much. Thank you. It's very nice having you here, and uh, so... Without further ado, we're just going to jump right into some questions. How do you feel about that? I feel good. Yeah. Right. I feel good. So the, these are the, I get to ask the easy ones, and the cabinet's <laughs> going to drill you a little bit. Okay. So, um, look, t- tell me about yourself, Mr. Marshall. Like, you look familiar, but I don't, I don't know you. So. Okay, my name is Larry Marshall. I'm a veteran of the Navy, and I've been in Fayetteville seven years. Okay. But I, my main concern is be, uh, leading the people and representing the people. All right, all right. So, what do you do in your? Uh, what do you do to pay the mortgage, or maybe you're retired, or what? Uh, well, I'm retired Navy. Okay, I'm retired Navy. Okay. okay. Yeah. So, what you want to represent the people? So, what of our city council did you say? You know what? I can do better. I need to help. I need to go put my name on a ballot, which is a big undertaking in itself. So, okay. fill us in. Okay. Well, when I first started off, my mom. She was uh, my mom. She had questioned me. She said, "Hey, son, won't you run for city council?" I said, Mom, I'm not ready for that yet. She said, okay. She said, uh, give me a week, and we're going to pray over it. So I gave her a week, and I went back to her. She said, now, are you ready? I said, Mom, I think I am. Okay. So I went and signed up for it, went and uh, agreed to myself that I would do it, and I, and I think I could be the best candidate there. All right. So what was the driving force? What were you saying? Why did you even decide to say, you know what, I need to pray on this? What was making you uh, that um, conviction? Well, I didn't really didn't want to run right away, <laughs> but but God said, "Hey, go ahead and get it." Okay. Yeah. So, what did you want to improve? I want to improve the city and, and make sure that the neighborhoods are looking better, and make okay. sure that the city looking like it's supposed to look with uh with, with and make sure that the citizens are safe. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, public safety, appearance, yeah, appearance, and okay, and uh, make sure that we have good 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 understanding of what the city's supposed to be looking like. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about let me let me ask you first of all thank you for your service. Mm-hmm. Um, um, how many how many years were you were you in the navy? Twenty. Twenty. Awesome. <laughs> good. Yeah. And then it was done. Right? It's like I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Um, so uh, you may not know me. I'm Pastor Josh, and I have a church um, on Cliffdale Road uh, mm-hmm. that enters into Hollywood Heights across the street from the post office and um, elementary school. Anyway, um, it's it's a, a location that. Um, has oftentimes had uh, a lot of violence and mm-hmm. uh, crime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My kids go to the school at his church, and I'm just going to say it for real. There's a shooting almost every week in that area. <laughs> I, w- I still send my kids there. But please come the to church, everybody. Yeah. It, it is, but I mean, in the evenings. I mean, it, and you keep wondering, like, yeah. what what can we do? What can we do? And I, mm-hmm. I just had to. <laughs> he was being a little bit too politically correct for me on that one. <laughs> I, you were, I saw you just jumping out of your yeah, chair. Yeah, yeah. She's <laughs> like, wait a minute. I was well, like, and I mean, Christina knows. There's a lot of There's violence. challenges with safety in lots of places at different times mm-hmm. of the day. and, and uh, But your region where your church is is right in the heart of it. Yeah, I agree. And uh, um, I, that's part of the reason why we are where we are and what we do, because yeah. we're, we're able to minister. Um, so my question is, um, gun violence, violent crime, um, what what do you have to say towards those things? Okay. Uh, what I understand about uh, being in the military, and I've seen a lot, but when you come to a neighborhood and they have gun violence, it's like more or less bring the neighborhood down. Mm-hmm. And if you, if you put a mini station in every neighborhood, or, or it ain't got to be in every it can be at every uh, strip mall to where they have people like criminals and they ain't going to do nothing when they see the police officer around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Long as they know police are there, they won't do nothing. But long as they don't see no police, then they got to abandon and say, hey, ain't nothing going to happen here. Let me do this. Mm. But you got to make sure that you put it out that the policemen are walking the beats, that they are doing their job, and they're circling the neighborhood like they're supposed to. How do you do that when we're at what are we at sixty eight or seventy percent capacity right now with police officers About working d- double shifts yeah. and okay. they're stretched thin? I th- and I think they had to reduce how many people are on at night too. Well, I, well the way I understand from most cities I've been into, uh, like like Atlanta, they had a police problem. 
And what they did, they, they brought in the reservists. You yeah. got police reservists. Mm-hmm. You can bring them in. Volunteer. You can bring them in. Or you can say, hey, let's, 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 let's do a better job than what we're doing. We got a curfew. We got, we got to get curfew for the kids. Or we got to make sure that the city is maintained right. How do you feel about the curfew? That's, well, that brings up a great point. Well, me, curfew, it, I, I got to understand it. Curfew can be pretty, it, it can be explained a different way. Okay. Most of the parents know that, know that you got a child that's, that's on curb that, 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 say he got activity he go to at night, right? And he go to school activity. The best curfew for him to come home would be he get out at 7 o'clock. His curfew should be no more than 10, okay, on the weekdays. Now, weekend, we can do 11, okay? okay. But, but all depend on each family, how they child, what they have to so do. So what you're saying is, though, that the government shouldn't tell you when your kids should be home because they have their own activities and the parents should be parenting their children and saying, hey, sir, you know, that football game ended at 1030. Mm-hmm. When you're done with that football game, you need to be home at 11. And if you're not, you know, mm-hmm. we have some, some problems, That's right? That would be the parents uh, uh, doing their kind of... Uh, Said the parents themselves would be the one that that maintain what their child do. Okay. If you if you if your child is out at a base a football game, and you there with them, or you know you're not with them, and they there and they say, "Hey, mom, hey, dad, the game is over. I'm on my way home." You look for them to be home, right? Well, and so. Should we have parenting classes? Right, yeah, I'm wondering that, that because that I'm, I'm, I'm well, trying to be proactive here. Mm-hmm. Should we offer? Should our city should offer we go back pa- to parenting Holmec classes? And, uh, but seriously, social studies? Yeah. Yeah. But seriously. Well, yeah. let me let me ask you that because, in all honesty, um, is would that help? And the reason why I say that again is because. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so much violent crime in my area happens before 10, at 10 p.m. Yeah, the fires, the shootings, they yeah, all happened before actually 9. Yeah. Uh, nine. What's your area, Pastor? It's the West 7th uh, uh, District. Right across from Cliffdale Rec. Yeah, right across right from Cliffdale Rec. Right across from our main where the post voting. Office is. Yeah, where yeah. the post office mm-hmm. is. Yep. Now, I, see, I know what that's at now. Yeah. Yep. Okay, now that area, I don't know much about. Yeah. But I haven't been in that area to learn what's going on. But now, since I'm talking to y'all, talking to yeah. you, Pastor, about it, I can see what more of us need to be done. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And that, mm-hmm. you live off Oven Drive, though. Yeah, Oven Drive. Yeah, uh, and that's it. not really the greatest. But have you ever? I mean, statistically, it's not. But have you seen people roaming the streets at different mm-hmm. times that well, shouldn't be? Well, myself, <laughs> when I, I I don't roam at night. <laughs> <laughs> You're not like me. Like, let me go get a chocolate shake and cook out. When I go out, I come cookouts home, by you. <laughs> I go back in, and if anything happened out there, it's not my concern. Yeah. But yeah. but it really. The way I see it, most times crime happens when you're not when you're not looking for it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So, what is so you think that the police should be more present to maybe deter more crime? Maybe community policing, getting back, yeah. having the police know these kids, yeah. stuff like that. Okay. And getting to know the neighborhood uh, parents and the, and sometimes students too. Let a student know, that, hey, this is this is what we do. We we are police officers. We we here to help y'all. We help. We are here to maintain our job, and and I like you. So more <laughs> as a positive, right? Positive interaction. Positive okay. You mentioned to make the city look right. What what do you think doesn't look right? Well, the streets. Okay. Okay. Neighborhoods need to be uh, parks. Need to be. Uh, more, more. Yeah. But Larry's well, on the. You're on the planning board with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, what made you join the planning board? Was it kind of that? It uh, was uh, view? more or less of uh, for me just to be have me something to do. Oh, okay, <laughs> I, okay. And I and I've seen different things that city may need to be done. The planning board to help y'all get it. Like cleanliness, or just like what where they're putting buildings, or how the roads are done, or. It, it's all, well, it's, and one thing I've seen recently is just a huge increase in panhandling. Oh, you know, time. I mean, there, where, where, again, at the corner of Cliffdale and Skybo, where I drive nearly every day, it used to be just one guy on Cliffdale Road. That's it. Now they have Cliffdale on both sides covered and Skybo on both sides covered, and so it's like it's like we've seen just a huge I, increase. I think in, their union got together and yeah. said, you know, you can have this corner and that corner. <laughs> I feel like it ebbs sure. and flows because after they passed that uh, ordinance or whatever that says you get fined if you give money to right. a person, but, I saw it dip compl- like mm-hmm. almost nobody for a while, and I was like, huh, what happened to the one guy that's mm. always on Morganton and Skybo? <laughs> yeah. But um, and then yeah, recently I wonder why it's come back up. Maybe because uh, it's it's expensive out there to be honest. Uh, I got a yeah. question too. Yes, sir. Uh, was it ordinance? Were that ordinance uh, passed to where that they were supposed to be 
fined for giving them money? It did. It did pass. You get and fined I, if you give money, if somebody does that. It, but he had to be the police president to show. I yes. think it passed, but I'd like to know who's been that's charged. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. 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 they got the police yeah. president, that's, and if they ain't there. Well, and usually if the panhandler sees the pol- police, police, they, they, they walk away. They walk away. Yeah, well, I mean, up in Gastonia, they tried no, to enforce I, that. Yeah, I know, I did. I did. <laughs> Other cities have enforced it to uh, well, uh, I detriment. Think well, I've seen cities that have, like yeah. uh, Michigan yeah. in, in Detroit. Okay. They had a heavy panhandler. Okay. And what they did, they, they fined $500 for the person. If you do it again, another 500 add on to you. Okay. But... Then you got a jail time for mm. that, okay. so they stopped. So you, so so in Michigan, there's no more. Well, they must have mm. had room in their jails yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Mr. Marshall, we're, we're coming to the end of our segment here. Okay. I told you this is going to go by <laughs> real quick, 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 man. So, I got you. Quick. Um, I got you. And a quick uh, about a minute or so. Do you mm-hmm. just want to say uh, about your campaign and mm-hmm. why they people should vote for you coming this uh, primary? Okay. Uh, well, the reason why I'm running and why I like to run is to make uh, make the public. Uh, be the voice for the people. Okay. And uh, and my and my main concern is that uh, I like politics, and by me liking politics, I believe I can run and be that be that be the best candidate in District Two. Okay. All right. Well, folks, there you have it, Mr. Yep. Larry Marshall, running for City Council, Fayetteville District Two. Yeah. And thank you, Larry, for being with us, and uh, and again for your service. And thank you very much. Right. We'll be right back. Did I do good? I do bad.
Smartest Hour of Talk Radio will return after these important messages from our commercial sponsors.
Good morning and welcome back to the Carolina Cabinet. I'm your host, Peter Pappas. I'm here with Pastor Joshua Goodman. An ever-growing cabinet ever also. ever-growing cabinet. And returning to the cabinet, Carrie Jackson. So hey, good to hey, have you. Good Maybe morning. Missed you in the first half, but very happy to have you. And Christine out of West. Liberty or death. Thank you. Thank you for the excellent tag. <laughs> and in studio, we have candidate for City Council Fayetteville District 5, Justin Herbie. Welcome. Hey, hey, Pete. Thank you for having me. Anytime. Pleasure's ours. So let's just jump right into it. Again, I always get the easy part. So, Justin, tell us about yourself, what, uh, what you do, what made okay. you think you want to run for council. Who's how, Justin? How much time do I have? <laughs> Keep it so rolling. my name is Justin Herbie. I'm running for City Council District 5. I'm running on a – I retired out of the Army two years ago. I did 17 years. I was a, I'm a current business owner for the last two years. I'm on the zoning committee for the city. I also volunteer. I coach soccer and baseball, and I volunteer at the Botanical Gardens. I lead educational tours for for children, taking them through the gardens and showing them different plants. So I'm running my campaign. I'm running on a platform of seek justice, love mercy, and walk humbly. That's Micah 6.8 in the Bible. Come on, brother. And the pastor says amen. (laughs) (laughs) Getting kudos from the pastor. Seek justice. What that means to my campaign is we need to – I'm pushing the city to increase the police pay at least 30%. They – in cities across America, Goodhue, Minnesota, Enfield, North Carolina, police chiefs are resigning, and then the whole force follows suit with them, and then the city ends up with no, with no police department. We can't let that happen in Fayetteville. Love Mercy is – we got to take care of the homeless. We have a growing housing crisis on our hands. Mm-hmm. Housing costs are through the roof, and there are people on the street simply because they can't. They don't have enough money to to pay their rent, and and they can't. They're they're waiting in line to find a place to live. the The solution for the homeless is not to give them everything they want. We don't give them free meals, free free cell phones, free homes, mm-hmm. but we got to start somewhere, and we start with treating them with respect, and we start looking at them the way God looks at them. Treating them like human beings, not like trash. We don't kick them across the street to the county property and then back over to the city. We don't arrest them for being homeless. Homeless, homelessness is not a crime. Right. And then last, walk humbly, is is the way I run my campaign. I'm going door to door, talking to my neighbors every day from five until eight p.m. I walk the streets with two of my boys sometimes, and and we engage with the citizens. Ask them, hey, what 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 are your concerns in Fayetteville? What do you want to see city council do? And, and the biggest things they, they say back to me is they want change. Mm-hmm. There's only 19% voter turnout in Fayetteville, in, in my district, and that's the best district, 19%. The whole city average is 15%. Mm-hmm. We have got to get people mobilized and energized, caring about politics again, and, underst- and help them understand that local politics matters. Well, where do you think the apathy comes from? The people don't care. Why do you think they don't come out? So, so when you don't vote, it's because you don't care. And when you don't care, it's because you think the people in, in office aren't helping you. All right. Fair and enough. So, so that when they, see, when they see people in office not working for them, it's, it's easy to throw up your hands and give up. And we, we just can't give up. So you think there's a disconnect between the people in office right now. So that's part of why I want to know. Like you wanted to run because you see the way things are running. Is that what you see happening? Is there's a disconnect between who's on council and them in their neighborhoods or not really communicating with neighbors? So there's there's people that, that are on council, and I see them putting themselves first. I see them serving serving themselves, trying to trying to get ahead. They're, they're trying to build a build a trust fund for their family, <laughs> and they're not they're not okay. putting the putting the city first and taking and looking at the community as a whole mm-hmm. and thinking what can i do and i think it starts sometimes i think it starts with with the districts 
we're divided up into a, in nine districts in the city, mm-hmm. and and when you have each person fighting for their own little district, nobody's thinking about the city as a whole. Okay. Does that come from the incumbent Johnny Dawkins trying to get that retirement for life? Is that is that what you're talking about? That trust fund? <laughs> that you don't have to answer. I'm just saying. <laughs> was that him, or I thought it was another councilman? It's also DJ Hare. It was DJ. So okay. So two of the elder elder, <laughs> elder statesmen, statesmen yeah. on the, the council. The people have yeah. been on the longest. Yeah, let, me, let me let me let me ask because going door to door that is that's classic, right? That is you know we used to as kids we'd go door to door and tell people about Jesus. Um, how are you being received? I mean, are people receiving you? Are they opening their doors? So people still do open their doors. Really? Sometimes there's a lot of people that don't open their doors when they're not expecting company. Yeah. So I wish I could call them ahead of time and tell them <laughs> hey, I'm I am. By. I'm not. I'm not coming to steal anything. Yeah. Uh, that's why I do bring my children with me. You you have to open the door for the kids. <laughs> the bake kids. And I, yeah. I, I have been I have it been works, accused. Though. I have been accused of uh, uh, people thought they were selling. Cookies, uh-huh. <laughs> so they were disappointed. <laughs> Darn! When, but when I when I sucked them in with my with my speech, they they do they're very receptive. They everybody is impacted by local politics. They just don't realize it. Yeah, there's yeah. people. Local politics isn't just buses, trash pickup, and and police. Yeah. Local politics is is the is the sewer systems. The the the, uh, the homeless population, yeah, the county gets most of the money for homeless, but it affects the city. Yeah, yeah, and and schools, yes, yeah, schools belong to the county, but everybody in the city still sends their kids to school. That's we, right. We have we have reasons to think about this stuff and to to want representation in our government. That well, and just we the fact need. just the fact that you would take the effort to get to know your district like that, you know, I think. Um, that is something that uh, we have lost, and uh, I, I, I really admire that you're trying to Thank you. re, re, kind of regain that. Let me ask you, because um, we have talked about the police. We've talked about violent crime. Um, you were here in the segment earlier where I was talking about where I live. Um, what would you say to – obviously, you're not in my district, but what would you say to violent crime in the city overall? And, uh Yeah. So, as I said, we we got to think about Fayetteville as a whole. We're we're not nine different districts. Right. What what hurts the hive hurts the bee. Yeah. And violent crime affects all of us. My my kids walk around on the streets playing baseball and soccer. They're at parks. They may not be in that district, but I go through that district. Violent crime guns guns in the wrong hands are dangerous. And what we need is we need training. For, for the people that are that are carrying the guns, the they need they need to be locked up in a proper manner. So what was it like six weeks ago when Baby Genesis died? She she was getting babysat at her at her babysitter's home, and then eleven year old boy picked up the gun and and shot her. And so that was improper storage of the weapons. And I have I have guns at my house. I teach my kids. Me too. They don't. <laughs> They don't touch them. They don't touch them, yeah. and they don't know where they're at. Yeah. And when they're at the right age where they will know where they're at, or if I ever catch them hunting around my house, we're going to have new talks, yeah. wow. new levels of, of education. Um, but I do think schools and and Boy Scouts, you know, there's no Boy Scouts anymore. The, the, pro, the community programs that when you, you and me growing up, I saw them disappear in yeah. my generation. I saw them get unfunded. Uh, those programs need to come back. Yeah. I know for me, my grandpa taught me how to shoot when I was like 10 years old. Um, and one of the things I've always said to my, my children is when I felt you were mature enough, um, you're going to the gun safety class with me. We're going to walk through everything, how to properly use store, um, you know, all of that stuff. Absolutely. So that's, uh, I think that's something that's hugely needed. I, I do. Guns are very dangerous in the wrong hands. And I think since this is a Republican, um, radio show hey, I do. Hey, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> this is conservatives <laughs> over here. My bad. Conservatives right. talk. Because we're not just I, Republicans. You got, you got the hymns going. Right. You kind of ruffled them feathers. And what's sad is Justin actually knows us. Like, he knows us in real life. He doesn't live far from me, actually. <laughs> read, read my lips. I do not support no any laws that any new additional laws for, for guns. To criminalize maybe the owners no. that had them stolen. 
Absolutely not. I think that was on yeah. okay. council. Was uh, that really? Yeah, I that was put up by one of the councilmen. I can't remember mm. who. How dare you not know a criminal but, came uh, into your home and stole your gun? Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, what so he did with it to further victimize you as the the wow. person that was robbed from. Yeah, they want to penalize mm. you. I'd be like, well, I didn't buy the ammo. Oh, so well, <laughs> just recently, just just recently, we just celebrated getting the All American City Award. Yes, we did. Hmm. So third time. How yeah, much for was the that? third no, for time. I thought it was fourth. So we paid for oh, that. No, yes. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. We had to pay for it. Well, that's a little known kind of aspect to Carolina or this to the uh, yeah. All America City. What was program. it? Do you know what, what it cost? Actually, it's actually the fourth time that we've got that award. Yeah. So and with all the expenditure, it. so one, two questions. This is a two-part question. Do you believe that the expenditure actually reflects the quality of life in Fayetteville? And then the next question would be. What does the All-American City Award mean to you? Well, we can't just buy ourselves into prosperity. We, we can't buy an award for our city and then give it to ourselves and expect that to change anything that's going on. We got to create, we got to have better schools, better jobs, all those things that bring in better people. And we got to take care of locals in Fayetteville. The locals here have grown up here, and some of them aren't even associated with Fort Liberty. They're, they're, they're part of Fayetteville for three generations yeah. now. There's nothing about can-do for them. They, they, need, they need programs. They need help. They need services. They need the city to take care of them and stop, stop focusing on placards and billboards. Right. <laughs> and then what was the second question? What, what, is, what, what does is the All-American City Award mean to you? What does that award mean to me? I would say... That award means to me. So it's as a soldier retiring I, here. Did that mean something <laughs> to you? When, like, when are, you, are, are you proud to be an American because of that? <laughs> I, I, I feel like I, his I, brain I, is saying a waste of money. That's yeah. what I read. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a waste of money. Yeah. I, I've said that. Well, and I do want to uh, talk about that characterization for a minute. We do uh, pay for participating in it but there yeah. still was a competition. There yeah. were still a lot of kids that went and tried to yeah. put the best foot forward. For so I don't want to. I don't downplay want to it. downplay but the I efforts. feel like we don't need an award to know this is the all American city that's no, what we, Fort Bragg Liberty did for us right exactly the people right. that live here the people that oh gosh most of us have served plus I mean I say it every week we're the all American city that yeah, should be enough we don't we don't need to yeah, pay right? for an award <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're here for me <laughs> you know so okay one of so the largest <laughs> military installations in the world yes, in the world and the all American marathon and the only one renamed not for a person Remember that? Oh, yeah. previous show? Hashtag we care. Fort Liberty? Yeah, we do care. God. Yeah. Well, Justin, uh, you're running for city council in my district, so I see plenty of yellow yellow signs everywhere around Is my one home. on your yard? Uh, you know, I have to stay impartial. Drop one on your yard. If somebody were to drop one in there, I wouldn't complain. You wouldn't fight mm-hmm. it because you, know, you don't want to bend uh, down. Yeah. They, <laughs> my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> you know, everybody needs friends like you. I know. <laughs> So, uh, well, okay, so Justin, you're running in my district. Um, quickly, just tell us about your campaign and where people can find you to learn more about you. And So, if you're, if you're interested in looking more about me, I do have a website. It's justinherby for district 5minisiteai I'm okay. on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Nextdoor. There's a lot of people on Nextdoor, Pete. Have you ever been on Nextdoor? I've seen I have. a lot of people. Nextdoor, Nextdoor is Nextdoor. great. Mm-hmm. There's more people on Nextdoor than Facebook yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. I, and they're your neighbors. Because like, yeah. Nextdoor is your neighbor. It's yeah. your neighbor. I didn't know I had that many Karens living next to me. So, <laughs> I, you find so out. I need, I'd encourage everyone to get on Nextdoor. There's, okay. And there's less advertisements and mm-hmm. people talking about things that matter. So mm-hmm. Justin Herbie for District 5. Mm-hmm. And I have an email as well. Okay. Justin Herbie, District 5 at gmail.com. Okay, so in the last few weeks, I did want to switch topics here. The city council seems to have stepped in a huge hornet's nest by proposing a citywide youth curfew. And I know, Christina and Carrie, you've been very actively... Bring me up to date, because I, 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 I've well, been out of the loop. Well, so what, 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 what I really what don't want it? to burn much time about the curfew, okay. but more yeah. like, what... What's I mean, I'll say quickly, the curfew is basically 11 to 6 and 7.30 to 4.30 during the week. I'll, I'll just stop there and then switch to... This is something that criminalizes children, and instead we need to be proactive okay. and, and take care of our youth. And I 
during this whole curfew debate, I realized and went through all the meeting minutes for work sessions to find out that Mario, who honestly I thought was a troll, let's be honest, conservative peoples, we didn't like him too long ago, but he's been bringing up some really great proposals for great our youth. Okay. And statistics, logic, and Dino Hondros from my district has been supporting those, but the rest of the city council keeps voting them down. Yeah. And they make sense. And that it's become okay. really frustrating. Well, let's talk about one or yeah. two of those, if you remember. So the most recent one was uh, basically asking the city to have, you know, 16 and 17-year-olds to be hired to coach the kids in the rec centers. Mm-hmm. Why, you know, all of our sports and stuff kind of age out around 15. So let's get them engaged, maybe even get them some money, have some mentorship, and have them work at the rec centers because they have have difficulties filling a lot of these coaching spots with parents. Uh, but they voted that down. Right. I, I don't get that. And well, then there was a mentorship program that was a little bit separate from that. They voted that down. Mm-hmm. And I, I say they, it's not Dino Hondros. He's mm-hmm. been voting for it and been going, Christina, because he's my city council member and I've known him for a while. He's like, what in the world? And How I can d- tell you that, that, uh, that method works. As, as a youth yeah. pastor for years, that's what I did is mm-hmm. my, as my kids were aging out of youth, I made them leaders. Yeah, and I see them now at your church. Yep. They're at the door protecting the church. They're at the door and you know, saying hello to people and yep. they look so uh put mm-hmm. together and like they have purpose. That's my that's my young well, it man. It's like team. every other yeah. organization. I mean when we went to college you had RAs that were a year mm-hmm. older. Mm-hmm. Saint Patrick's would pair eighth graders mm-hmm. with fourth or fifth graders, yep. I mm-hmm. think. And that's a, so that's a proven system that works. Yeah. And the thing that they would like to propose, they do not have a plan for it. Okay. They do not have a plan of action. So well, well, the one thing I'll say about two against eight or whatever else is maybe those councilmen need to build some bridges with their mm. co-councilmen. I mean, we've got nine districts and a mayor. I mean, maybe they need to work a little harder. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know, know full the behind the is, scenes, but, but I know, know some of them like video each other, record each other, and yep. then try to clip it oh my and release it to make them look bad. So how do you work with somebody who's always actively trying to find a hole in your world, right? Mm. Well. That is, I, I've joked before that this is not a house of cards. These people take it way too seriously. Yeah. Uh, you know, and that's unfortunate if that's truly happening. I have heard the same similar rumors. Which I didn't uh, know in North Carolina you can do that legally. Oh, I yeah. can record, I can record a conversation. One, yeah, one party. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Don't do that in your counseling, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, I. <laughs> well, so, okay, so there are things we can maybe do because we don't know how this curfew thing is going to pan out in the coming weeks or whatever, but uh, basically. Youth programs, giving them jobs. I, mm-hmm. I think somebody else mentioned uh, the Fayetteville Heels or yeah, uh, Heal, Heal the Ville. Like the they Ville. have there's there's other nonprofits out there that have mentorship <coughs> programs that they're trying to actually implement into the high schools mm-hmm. to help them. You know, help the at risk youth prior yeah, well, to them becoming. I, I would like to ask nonprofits if they are listening. Stop talking about it. Yeah, I see a lot of them do it. I mean, I know like Tony Brown's. He he got um, some money for his group with the gardening and everything from DJ Hair. I know mm-hmm. he helped him uh, fill out the paperwork and do all of that. And I've seen oh, Balish Woodworks, yeah, right? Balish Woodworks. They, they do go. a lot of free um, goodness, free classes on the Wood- cutting boards yeah. and woodworking and teaching them a skill. And that's pretty great. And I was there today and had some food. Yeah. So. And I Yay. can tell you as, as <laughs> the, uh, the leader of two nonprofits, I mean, it's caused me some soul searching. I'm like, what yeah. can, what can we do? Right. What can my organization do in order to, you know, yeah. put up? And, well, if you we know. are the all America city, we're all about action. We are the can. Absolutely. City, right? hey. so. Well, hopefully we can actually open up those bridge, those communication tunnels that yeah. need to happen between the community and the County and the city council. Yeah. Okay, well, I guess I guess we're gonna have to honor the Jimmy Buffett. Hey, oh, is that the end? We could talk forever. Yeah, but you know. Well, guys, as always, I always have a good time with you guys on the cabinet. Woo-hoo. And I ho- hopefully you enjoyed yourself and maybe learned a little bit about your city and state. I want to say thanks to my on-air co-cabinet host, Pastor Joshua Goodman. Yes, sir! Miss Christina Addo West. Liberty or death. And better late than never, Carrie Jackson. <laughs> hey, hey! <laughs> I'd also like to thank our special guest, Justin Herbie, and Mr. Larry Marshall, Fayetteville City Council candidates. Please do us a favor and take time this week to visit one of our commercial sponsors and let them know you heard their message right here on the Carolina Cabinet. 
We hope you won't forget us, but if you miss an episode of our top-rated... Top-rated! Find the Carolina Cabinet on Google, Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcast broadcaster. We invite you to reach out by liking, following, or sharing our episode on social media. Contact us via email to thecarolinacabinet at hotmail.com. Thanks again for tuning in this morning, and until next time, we are... The Carolina Cabinet. A conservative local radio talk show that you're not afraid to tell your friends about. The Carolina Cabinet, land of the free thinkers and talk show of the brave.